What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave that five-star review. Thank you again, Halo fam, and with that, let's get this show on the road. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Around the League show. I'm your host, JT Hester, with my guest. Todd Fox. I'm wearing my Los Angeles Lakers uh, championship hat today. Yes, I'm wearing a Laker hat on a baseball podcast. Once the Angels win a playoff game, I'll wear their hat on another sport podcast. Todd <laughs> Fox is wearing his Halos in the infield hat today. If you guys want to see our pretty faces, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, uh, Spotify as well, but YouTube also. So um, let, let's start off where we usually start, Angels. Winning one out of two of the, uh, this past week's series, losing against the Yankees, should have won that series, and then uh, beating the Royals. Let's start off with the Yankees, though. How are you feeling about that one? Uh, they were the right team at the right time for us to play, and we still messed it up. Uh, Yankees had three starters out. Um, you know, they were going with two. We didn't have Garrett Cole. We just had to take on Nestor. And, uh, you know, they, you know uh, Sandoval had a really bad first inning but recovered nicely. Uh, but the Angels couldn't rally in that game, and uh, they lost two of three to the Yankees, which I've just felt they really let that series get away. Uh, they had the Yankees by the throat in the first two games and only were able to get one. Yeah, just like you said, we, we should have definitely gotten at least two out of three. I could have seen a sweep, didn't work out. We should be able to take two out of three against a Yankee team like that. Could have been a crazy momentum builder coming back home against two lowly teams in the Royals and A's, but just didn't work out like that. Like we said before in last week's episode, either the Yankees, we either get crushed or we crush them. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out in our favor. Uh, Zach, Zach Neto in that series, how do you think he felt? I think it, for, I mean, take on the Yankee Stadium. It's not the glorified Babe Ruth Yankee Stadium, but the more modern Yankee Stadium. It's still New York, and for, for him to debut right there, um, it's a ton of balls by Perry to to pull that move, and then also for him to come up there. And yeah, he didn't like tear the the world on fire up there, but he he did a good job. I felt defensively he was right on. Uh, he came home and played good too. So I think Neto getting his feet wet is a good sign. And uh, you know, like uh, he picked up an RBI or so, and and uh, you know he's he's showing that um, in the future he's going to be maybe an everyday starter. I think so, too. I think he's going to be an absolute stud when he gets his feet on the ground, you know, uh, get a couple homers in there, and uh, we'll we'll see. I'm confident in that guy, though. Um, even though it did get released later in the week towards the, the Royal Series, did happen in the Yankee Series, 
Uh, Logan Ohapi out for quite some time, a uh, major blow, major blow. Um, even though we did have the catcher come up from Salt Lake and it's a lot better than uh, Matt Dice or Stassi when he does come back, it, this is a detrimental blow to this Angels roster. Yeah, this is a guy that prior to Renfro going off here at home was leading the team in RBIs on the road. And, and you know, he was doing things that were catching people's eyes and they were thinking, well, if this guy can hit at a clip like this for the rest of the year, maybe he hits 25 homers, 90 RBIs, hits 280. He's your uh, AL Rookie of the Year. And because it's, it's very easy to give it to a catcher because not too many catchers can come out and just, you know, take the world by storm. But that's what he was doing. And he had the pitchers very confident in the in the games that he was calling and the way that he was approaching a lot of the guys here on the page were noticing that when even the pitching coaches weren't going out there to calm down the pitchers ohapi would call a quick timeout and say something and the pitchers would automatically do better uh throw better pitches so he he has a feel for the game that not too many rookies have and that's what's a shame that we're getting robbed of his rookie year it's totally tough. And like you said before, it, it, a lot of people say just as jokes, like just saying like David Fletcher's a go, just kind of that energy. But like, I honestly thought that Ohapi was going to win rookie of the year if he kept up like this. Even if he had a slight little decline, I'm like, I think he, he was running away with a with a rookie of the year uh, championship right right from the get go. Just such an unfortunate way to for him to go. Out. But thankfully, thankfully, uh, long season. So hopefully he can he can uh, return to his original stride when he does come back in about six months. So. Yeah, it's, it's a fixable surgery. Likely he's done for the year, but, you know, with the off-season training and the, the same, you know, work ethic he put in this year, I think he'll be back stronger next year. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. And plus, uh, the veteran leadership in the locker room will definitely help him out, and experience is better than anything. So I think that's a good segue to get into a, a winning series against the Kansas City Royals. Both you and I were here on Friday. Um, pretty good mm-hmm. game. Um, the game itself was a little slow, but the atmosphere, I've never seen anything besides an opening day game like that. Just absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a playoff game in a little bit and it was a little weird because Kansas city did not put their best pitchers out there, but they did put a guy like Yarborough who has good stuff against the angels career wise as a, uh, as a secondary pitcher after the uh, starting pitcher went only two innings, a spot starter. And, um, after that, you know, they, the Royals really had one shot at Otani, and that was the third inning. And once he got through a little bit of a jam, which was two men on, that was it. I mean, he had two or three innings where he uh, he struck out the side. He looked dominant the rest of the way. 11 strikeouts with Chad Wallach in there at catcher. Wallach hit the big two-run homer, and that's all the Angels got, and that's all they needed. That's true. Um, if only we had a couple more runs the next day. You would think eight runs would be enough against a team like the Kansas City Royals, but the Angels tend to angel in those uh, situations, and they proved us wrong. Eight to eleven loss of the tie the series. Uh, what a what a tough loss that was. Yeah, that was going back to where you had Hunter Renfro outshining his. Uh, you know, he's the stunt double for Trout. Trout hits a big home run, and then Renfro hits two home runs, and you know, even Thice gets in the action, hits a big two run blast, which it was a freaking no doubter. Uh, coming off his bat and it just seemed to get the crowd to an enormous high you forget who you were playing the Royals you would have thought they were playing like the the Yankees and it was just a great atmosphere like you said and then all of a sudden the the huge letdown you know Kajeda who had been four for four comes in there starts hitting guys starts walking guys and before you know it it's eight eight and then before they can get Warren in there to to pour water on the fire Kajeda puts more gas in the fire and it's eleven to eight 
Yeah, I, I love Perry Manazin. I feel like us as fans have kind of come up to the conclusion that we know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very obvious uh, this bullpen needs to be fixed. Uh, we talked about multiple like trade options, like getting Joe Adele out of here, maybe Max Stassi as well, uh, switching things around with this bullpen. If we want uh, Shohei Otani to stay, therefore, if we want our team to su- succeed this year, we need to fix this bullpen and we need to fix it fast. I'll ask you a question I asked on the other podcast. If you have a chance to get a pitcher right now, but, you know, like Araldis Chapman, he's got, you know, he has a bit of an off-season, or not off-season, but a uh, off-the-field type uh, problem that got him booted from New York. And then, you know, he signed a one-year prove-it contract with Kansas City, but he's nine innings pitched, no earned runs. He's looking as dominant as he was three years ago. Would you make a trade to get him if you had to eat Grinky's contract as well? Um. If it was any other team, I'd say yes. But I feel like every single year, no matter what, without fail, the Angels find a way to get a, a proven pitcher that's a little bit controversial and then absolutely ruin it. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It seems like every single season something like this happens. In any other world, I'd be like, absolutely. But I just feel like the Angels case, it would not work. Okay. Something would happen. Something would happen. But one player, hot take. Hot take. I, if it were a possibility, I don't know if he, if he would because he might be in contract in whatever league it's uh, he's playing in. Uh, we we talked about it briefly. Get Trevor Bauer. Get this guy in here. What what's a what's a worst case scenario? We have I a little think... controversy, and then he he ends up not playing well, anyways. Like this bullpen sucks. Best case scenario, we get a previous Cy Young winner back in the bullpen. He needs to prove himself. He needs to do the dirty work in between innings and re-sign him a couple of years. Like what what do we have to lose here? I, I would say yes on that. I just don't think enough time has passed, bro. I, th- I think it's the Michael Vick situation. Vick needed to disappear for about a year or two. And once he did his penance and he said sorry and, and he was you know truly doing things for charity to get back in the good graces of people, some of the hardest people to get past more than like you know rape victims and advocates for women are PETA. And the fact that he got, you know, he didn't get the people for animals to, to love him again. He just got them to go away and leave him alone. And he wound up having, you know, having a second career, and now he's a broadcaster. I think with Bauer, he can get in the good graces again. America's all about second chances and things of that nature. But I think he needs to show a little humility, and despite him being found innocent, try to give to a charity, try to get into goodwill, because I think that's the reason why the MLB kept him out this year is it's not because he's not talented. He's got all the talented. I think he'll be back. I think it's just – they're going to let another calendar year go. And unfortunately he won't maybe next year he makes his appearance on the angels. But if you want my opinion, I, I just don't see him entering the league this year. I, I can't disagree with that one. And we both know he has the money to, to give that money away to charity. Uh, not only does he have that crazy YouTube company going on right now, but all the guaranteed money come from the Dodgers. So uh, he definitely has the money to do. So hopefully he uses it for good uh, going forward. But, uh, we, we were talking about it earlier with the home runs on Saturday. Let's talk about those three specific homers on Sunday, back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that's that's something we needed from Trout and Otani. Uh, like it or not, they've been kind of quiet recently, or at least Otani offensively. Uh, do you think that's a, a little power shift that will kind of come for Trout and Otani? I'm hoping so. It was against Kansas City. I would have loved to have seen that against Boston and New York. Uh, but, you know, if they get hot, they get hot. And especially they're going to need those at-bats in Milwaukee and St. Louis. You know, I brought it up to Fernando on the other show that, you know, if the Angels are to succeed this year, they've built a team around them that can get hits. Your Shellas, your Renfros, 
when Renifo eventually gets hot. You know, they had Ohapi there. Um, you have hitters in this lineup that can do some things. Rendon, if he ever decides to hit again, you know, but he could at least walk and get on base in front of these guys. Walsh, my, my point being is they can have these instead of solo shots, but we've been seeing the last two years and on Sunday. They can start hitting three-run homers, and they can start hitting two-run doubles and loading the bases, walking them in. Those are the th- kind of things the Angels need. They need more pressure on the bases. Unfortunately, it didn't happen on Sunday. They won like they won a few games last year, which was just Han Solo home runs. But if they're able to get more guys on base, this team can score a lot of runs, and then the focus will be on the pitching to hold that lead. I, I do believe this team is going to get a balanced lineup, but on Sunday – you had only the top three guys hitting, and the bottom six weren't doing a damn thing. Sounds uh, a little deja vu, if I if I do say so myself. Yeah. But hey, uh, I just just watch. After all this, it's going to be like three games where Taylor Ward, Otani, and Trout—they don't produce anything. It's just going to be all cold because they got that one homer that one day. But um, yeah. you did say Rendon taking the walks, and maybe remember something uh, back to the Friday game. If I told you a week ago that Zach Neto got on base from two hits. You'd be like, oh, great, great home, op- great home opener, but it was different styles of hits, hit by pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was thinking about that the whole time. Like, oh, I'm gonna say that on Monday is gonna be great, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, hit, hit by pitch. Um, little, little chance of humility by him, like not, not uh, veering into the pitcher's attitude towards him, just taking the base and uh, just getting, getting home after that one, or actually the one time getting home after that one. Yeah, he's been hit five times already. Five times in two weeks. That's a lot. Um, I think the the Angels' record for a rookie is 10 by Eckstein. So he's halfway there, and we're not even a quarter away into the season. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what he did. Maybe they just don't like how fast he came up or something, but I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't know why he's going to hit so much. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's a combination of probably that, a little bit of jealousy, and two, he he has that Japanese style, like Jim was saying at the game. He was like, you know, he kind of like lifts his leg really high, and then kind of leans into the to the batter's box a little bit too heavy. So they're trying to keep him honest and brush him back, and uh, they're not caring that they're hitting him. And so he's either going to learn or he's just going to keep getting plunked. And right now we can use him getting plunked and not getting hurt though, and getting more base mm-hmm. opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. So as much as I love talking about the Angels, I feel like that's enough Angels talk for now. A little brief uh, record on the Angels, 11-11-500. What else is new? Uh, <laughs> playing against the Oakland A's starting today. Hopefully we get a couple wins out of that. We, we got to at least win the series. But uh, third place in the AOS, A's 4-18. and We better win 4-18. and uh, Texas Rangers c- catching everyone by surprise still. You would have thought they would have fallen off a little bit more now. Uh, still 14-7. and uh great great season so far by the rangers do you do you see that being sustainable no i mean right now i mean they've played kansas city they played oakland a lot they now they got cincinnati they're not playing the the high ranking teams right now i think they took on uh ohio when they were struggling so um i i still think that they're gonna hit rock bottom here i mean their pitching staff is being held together by duct tape um a lot of those guys are injury prone almost one through five is and and they do have some guys coming through the pipeline, but they're not ready yet. Hitting wise, they're going to be a pain in your side all season. But uh, I just I just feel that Texas is going to fall back to fourth where we expected them to be. And I think I keep waiting for Seattle to turn the corner, but they just haven't done it yet either. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like the Rangers uh, great start, 
and I guess we can't be complaining because they're getting the wins and we're not. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't see them staying too high up there when the when the season turns to September. But another team we kind of brought up in the in the first episode, the Tampa Bay Rays, still pretty hot, nineteen and three right now, eight six four record. They're right now they're very in- impressive to me because you know. They got the the White Sox coming up after this Houston series. White Sox aren't exactly out to a hot start. But Tampa Bay, whoever's been put in front of them, they've been winning. And I think they're winning again tonight in Houston. So it's like, or at home against Houston, uh, they're trying to go 14-0 at home. I mean, like, like you said with the Rangers, we want to count them out, but they're still winning the games in front of them. Tampa Bay's doing the exact same thing, but they're just doing it more dominant style. And um, they look scary. Um, and this this team, uh, the more and more they're going to win, that swagger that uh, I think Rose has brought from Tampa, it's feeding off onto the players. And for the first time, bro, the trap, it looks like it has some excitement non-playoff uh, scenario. Like usually that place only gets, you know, any kind of like atmosphere when it's postseason time. They bring out the mm-hmm. bells. But, man, it, it, the place has been kind of packed uh, in this first month or so. Yeah, they've been they've been playing absolutely incredible. Uh, another Southern team that I brought up a while ago, another power hitter is uh, Atlanta Braves, fourteen and eight. But that's not the National League team that I wanted to be talking about. I want to be talking about the seven in a row winning Pittsburgh <laughs> Pirates. Uh, if we're talking about any team that we shouldn't be uh, worrying about, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. But oh my God, seven wins in a row—they're just building up Brian Reynolds' trade stock right now. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is just doing doing two words having fun and um you know they've got nothing to lose no pressure everyone else has got to feel them and i'm really intrigued to see what they do against the dodgers this uh this week they got the dodgers for three at home and uh that's gonna really tell in my opinion where the pirates are at now the dodgers aren't smoking red hot or nothing but uh you know they they want i did i think they won two of three against chicago and wrigley but um they're not up to a hot start but they still got great talent over there and I would love to see Pittsburgh smack them in the face. Uh, it's but, like a dominance thing, too. It's like when you go to the NBA game, they, they can be bad, but you're still playing against the Celtics, still playing against the Lakers, uh, still playing against, like, like uh, the Yankees, Warriors. Dodgers, regardless. Warriors, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's always like a, a mental holdover with these players, too, when you're playing big teams like that. So should be a good test for them regardless. Yeah, I, I want to see if the, if the Pirates are going to tighten up and b- play a little skittish. And, and a little scared against the Dodgers, or they're going to go out there with reckless abandonment and be like, I don't care who we're playing today, we're going to beat them. And 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 that's going to tell if this team's going to hang around longer than we thought this year. If if they cower down against the Dodgers, then it's like, okay, they're pretenders. But, yeah, if, they, if they're playing their heart out and they're winning this game and they're, they look like they're having fun, and watch out, Central. Pirates are for real. Exactly. That's what the Diamondbacks are doing, too. But what you said about the Dodgers, great segue, because I wanted to get into the home run leader of the MLB season so far, Max Muncy. Mm-hmm. We, we all know he can rake it, but recently we kind of been talking about how he's on like a downward shift, how they might even replace him, how we might even like be, be towards the, uh, the end of his career right here. What an absolute revitalization that Max Muncy has been having this season. I believe 11 home runs, 11 home runs or 12 home runs, an insane amount. What's his average right now by chance? Um, 11 home runs, by the way, but his average is 294. So yes. maybe it just seems like he's just hitting the, hitting the bombs and not really contact, but still. No, but not to me. I think that's, that's amazing. Cause I think last year, if you looked at Muncie's numbers, 
they were at 199 at one point, and I think he finished 213, somewhere around there, very low 200s around the Mendoza line. He struck out a lot last year, and you're right. They are ready to shit can this guy. And and all of a sudden, like, he's had a renaissance. He's batting almost 300. That's respectable numbers, man. I mean, really respectable numbers on a team that they lost Cody Bellinger and, you know, Justin Turner. They lost, they lost Trey Turner, and you needed someone to step up. He's providing that offense. Exactly. And plus, um, being a being a Giants fan as well, whenever uh, Max Muncy comes to the Bay, you already know he's going to get a couple bombs out of there. So uh, that was one of their first series in San Francisco. So I kind of set him up on the right foot. But like how you said before with Cody Bellinger, if uh, if we told you a couple of years ago that in 2023, your young stud center fielder is going to have seven home runs this this early in the season, you would think it's Cody Bellinger, but it's actually their young rookie. It seems like whatever the Dodgers do, they can lose a couple pieces and they get a couple pieces back. Like, uh, it seems like they can never lose with this type of stuff. Yeah, I think one of the best things, I mean, the Dodgers already had one of the best ran organizations, best coaching staffs. You know, they had Rich Honeycutt for years as a great pitching coach. They replaced him with Mark Pryor, who's just held this rotation together, made him better, made a guy like uh, Urias, a.k.a. Urinal Cake, good, which I don't think he's all that gr- that good. But they've kept uh, Kershaw being one of the best pitchers, Bueller. And then the list goes on with the pitching. And then when you look at their, like you said, their farm system, the best thing the Dodgers ever do- did was getting Andrew Friedman from Tampa. I mean, that guy, he had literally Tampa Bay, you know, the best scouts in baseball working for him. He brought those guys to the Dodgers who are now rich with money. So he was scraping by doing what he could and using pure scout and talent to find his players in Tampa. Now he has the resources to get international players and, and find those, uh, you know, and, and scout these really good players that will blow through the Dodgers system because their minor league system can start in some major league cities. Let's just face it. Um, they, they've got talent for days. So I, as much as I hate the Dodgers, I will definitely give them credit right there. It's crazy to think about, too, because um, obviously the Angels haven't had a strong farm system and MLB team as long as I've been alive. So I Since can't even Disney. imagine. It, I, I wasn't even alive. Oh, <laughs> three. So it was I was near the tail end of it where they're kind of coming up to the majors. But I, I can't even imagine having a good farm system and a good MLB team at once. Like to me, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't sound like that would be possible. So they, they know what they're doing. The Angels got to get on that for sure. Mm hmm. Uh, speaking of angels, though, uh, previous Halo, we all love him. Brandon Marsh hitting 364, absolutely <laughs> dominating, absolutely dominating with the bat. Yeah, fourth, until, fourth best average in the league, by the way. Until Hoppy got hurt, that was a trade that I was like, you know what? Both teams won that trade. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, now that Hoppy's down, advantage Philly. Uh, and, and, you know, they've got, uh, I think, six more years of control with him. So yeah, they 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 definitely right now have won that trade. He's he's an excellent center fielder, uh, just defensively, and the fact that he did what he had to do to tweak his at bats, and now he's just Mister Solid Clutch hitter. Now it just it, it hurts a little bit more. I mean, you got the Ohapi, but the the injury hurts. But did we really have to give Marsh to him? But Philly knew who they were getting, and I think they knew that with a little bit of fine tuning, they could turn him into. Not maybe what he's turned into, but a good player. But, man, he's exceeding expectations right now. Absolutely. And it, it really sucks, too, because like you said, you wouldn't be mad at him. But it's like you can't. He, he yeah. was such a lovable guy when uh, when we had him. I was so happy when they made it to the World Series. I was rooting for the Phillies just because of Brandon Marsh. Like, 
such yeah. a lovable guy. So it, it's hard. It's hard to dislike what he's doing, but at the same time, you kind of was like, damn, I, yeah. wish, I wish he was kind of here right now, especially with the new hitting coaches. But um, yeah, so I, I feel I feel like it's time to kind of wrap it up. Talk about the MLB schedule leading into this week. Kind of kind of quiet, except for the fact that the the Astros playing the Rays. It seems like a lot of uh, mismatches like the Marlins and Braves, Rangers and Reds, Red Sox and Orioles. It, it, it doesn't seem too exciting of the week for uh, yeah. baseball. Yeah, you you got like I said um, earlier, you had the Dodgers and, and the Pirates. That's one to look at. Uh, but I I don't think you're going to see some really good series till later. Um, you got Rangers and uh, Yankees, which is going to be a really good uh, you know showdown for them. You got Toronto, Seattle. But so the weekend series look good. But yeah, you're right. During the week right now, the the series are kind of one sided, like you said. And and if the teams take, can take care of business, you'll see the standings continue to uh, expand a little bit. But uh, I was going to bring up one last thing, though. Um, what do you think about the AL East? The AL East right now, every team has a winning record. Uh, it seems like the AL East, for the most part, if you cut out the Orioles for the past couple of years, it seems like the AL East has always been a very competitive league. you got the Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, Orioles now, it's a very young, fun team to watch. Um I, I'm glad that we're not in the AL East. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, they got they got studs from the bottom up, like from from you would think they'd be the bottom feeders in the in the Orioles with Adley Rutschman, but they still have Adley Rutschman. Then you got the the top dogs with Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, all these guys. And then uh, like it or not, like you, you still got the Red Sox. They aren't the best team in the world, but they still have a re- winning record, like you said. And Rafael Devers, he literally hit a home run out of Camden Yards today. They, they yeah. every single team on this on this uh, division has absolutely dogs on the roster, and if they're in any other division, I can see them easily, and if not being competitive, leading that division. Yeah, and that's that's what's making baseball so much fun. Not so much the American League Central; that's kind of a bore. But out yeah. here, out west and in the East, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. You got some really good young uh, talent up and down the rosters, like you said. And plus, you got to think about it too. Uh, even though the the Blue Jays they do play in an indoor venue, you got to think about it. it. It's cold out over there. Mm-hmm. They're playing. They have winning records, and it's cold out. Just wait till July when the humidity comes in New York, and those bombs are absolutely soaring. Oh my God! Like last Friday when the Angels were playing, I, I told my girlfriend, like, even though there's only one home run, I was telling her, I'm like, all right, pay attention. There's gonna be a lot of runs today because how hot it is, you know? Because yeah. besides that, it was cold, cold baseball for the Angels. So. Uh, yeah, just wait wait till July when these teams actually play in a hot environment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This this division is going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely. Fun times ahead. But yeah, absolutely. Um, Angels game started about uh, four minutes ago and it's already one nothing Oakland. Uh, <laughs> Rooker homer to left, 358 feet. I think we should be getting to that game. Also, Laker game, too. Uh, playoff basketball over April baseball for me. But... Anyways, I think that should that should uh, be a good wrap up to the end of the show this week. But uh, thank you for listening to the Around the League show. I'm JT Hester, and I'm Todd Fox, and we'll see you guys next week.